Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Andre Gonzalez. I'm Justin Salters. I'm Jesus Gonzalez. I'm Carla Barrientos. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, the podcast that just washed our hands. <laughs> and you should too, right? Prevent the flu. That's right. And the coronavirus. Oh, that one yes. too. Yeah, this is a very serious issue, folks. Is a serious health concern, um, especially in our community. Rumor has it that there is a patient here who has it. So keep your keep those hands to yourselves, people. It's no, <laughs> it's really no laughing matter. Actually, you know, you're in the health industry, Jesus. So uh, tell us, uh, is this all hype or no, is, is there a serious concern here? It's a serious concern, and you know, uh, as you know, I'm married to a medical professional, and so we have this conversation all the time. Um, you know, Derek at first was thinking that you know this is kind of a hype where you know more people die of the flu every year, but if you are feeling symptomatic, please do not go to work. And and uh, you know, self isolate. Call the CDC, CDCC, CDC, <laughs> CDC. And um, you also don't want to go to the ER. Like that's the worst thing you could do. You don't want to go to public places where you could potentially uh, infect others. I think there's a big misconception out there that if you're sick, you need to go to the emergency department, and that's just not true. Um, so stay away from public places if you are feeling symptomatic. And then, I mean, I just think one of the important things is just to remember basic hygiene. Wash your hands frequently with soap for 30 seconds, uh, you know. Why is that something we have to tell people? I mean, shouldn't we all be washing our hands regularly? Yeah, yeah it's kind of scary that all the, the soap is sold out. Like, what were people doing before? <laughs> uh, no, but there's some really good information out there. If you're curious, um, go on to the CDC website on uh, symptoms and how you can get help if you are feeling symptomatic. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that was your public service announcement yeah, for, PSA. <laughs> for the day. All right, team. We have a special guest this morning, Wilfredo Cruz. Welcome, Wilfredo. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thanks for having me. We're happy to have you. You're the president of the Active 2030 Club here in Bakersfield, correct? correct? Yes, I am. All right. Excellent. Well, we're really pleased to have you on the Hello Bakersfield podcast. We're going to jump into an interview in just a few moments. But before we do so, we're going to check in with our team with a little thing we call highs and lows. So one high, one low. By the way, before we jump in, I just want to say it's great to have Jesus back Aww. in the studio for the Hello Bakersfield podcast. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I'm feeling the love. Sir, sir is my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's it's really good to be back here with everyone. Um, I've been gone for a few months. I've been dealing with a lot of, you know, emotional things. And um, I'm, I'm glad to be back here with everyone and just um, in the mix of it all. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, my grandmother passed away in December and my um, father suffered from a diabetic induced uh, heart attack. And so I've been dealing just kind of with a lot of family issues and um, but I'm I'm on the go and I'm, I'm back. So um, thank you for all your support, everyone. Love you. Well, people certainly missed you. Um, we hear about it all the time. So we're glad that you're back on the show. Um, and also, um, Rachel is on assignment this week, so she won't be with us this week or next week, but she will return soon. Um, so highs and lows. We're going to begin with our newest host, Justin. 
Salters. Hey, thanks, Andre. Um, so I'm going to immediately throw out the highs and lows and just have two highs. It's been a very exciting week for the Salters family. Uh, most excitingly, I can now publicly share, because it's Facebook official, uh, that <laughs> my wife and I are expecting our second child. All right. Congratulations. And uh, we found out we're having another little girl. And I am so excited. Um, I love being a girl dad. It is the best thing ever. I'm sure being a boy dad is great too, but being a girl dad is incredible. So um, that's super exciting and really like high of the week. And then also I am just um, at the beginning of March launched my own public affairs and strategic communications company. So um, I'm really excited. Salters Associates, we're now going to be competing with Andre Gonzalez 2020 for the sponsorship of the Hello Bakersfield <laughs> podcast. Andre's a little concerned about that. But I'm never concerned about competition. Ad rates just went up. But it's really exciting. You know, I've worked for nearly 10 years in public affairs and Fortune 100 companies. And then I was most recently working for working in Bakersfield for a firm in Sacramento. So the timing and the opportunity was just right. And we had been talking and praying a lot about it. And so we decided to take the plunge. So um, it's been awesome. And if folks uh, are interested or need some of my services, absolutely, please give me a call. I really want to help um, you know, use communications and use my skills to help our businesses and nonprofits succeed so Bakersfield can be an even better place to live. Awesome. awesome. I have a burning question, Justin. Do you have a baby name yet? We have a list of names. I love it. So will you narrow it down as kind of time progresses? What does that journey look like for you guys? Um, yeah. So what we did with our last, um, with Pierce, we kind of had a name narrowed down. And then we actually knew with Pierce uh, like four months before she was born what her name was going to be. Um, but so my wife's a teacher. And as Carla can attest, when you're a teacher, you have like a million names that you hear and you have a knee-jerk reaction. So <laughs> like, no. And like, not so much. Obviously, we're going to pick so a name funny. that my wife has no visceral reaction to. But um, Andrea is available. <laughs> but what we're going to do, I just moved Andrea. on. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to do um, wow. is we, we're just going to hold the name to ourselves and then he's when, still 90 days probation by the way <laughs> <laughs> when we when she is born that's when we will share her name and um, what I love about it is um, it's exciting because you see that baby and you see that name and like that's that's who it is so your first thought isn't who else do I know with this name but it's that baby right there in front of you so anyway yes thanks that. for asking being Jesus. a parent must be so exciting it is it's yeah it's Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so, hey, Zeus. Yeah, no, feels. Um, highs, highs, highs. So um, since the last time I've been on the podcast, I got laid off of my job, um, which I'm not allowed to talk about because I had to sign an NDA. Um, but Very Beyonce <laughs> I won't them. spill the tea here. <laughs> no, but I did get a new job um, with an amazing company, <laughs> which I'm super excited about. I've been having so much fun. Um, I'm doing a lot of continuous improvement work with them, um, and we're local um uh, community healthcare organization here in town, one of the largest in California. Um, so that's been going real well for me. I, I love that. And then just trying to get back into the groove of, of life, you know, but lows, um, I don't know that I necessarily have any lows. Um, 
It's my nephew's birthday this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of a high. <laughs> be Double exciting. highs. How old is he Lots turning? Lots of cake. He's turning eight years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's he's hilarious. Um, but it'll be nice to kind of see them. What about you, Carla? Um, well, my high is that I'm officially, I've officially began my Coachella countdown. Um, yes. I am one of those people, <laughs> yes, who loves a good music festival. Um, so it's just around the corner, a couple weeks away, and I'm ready. I'm trying to find the craziest outfits. Oh, and I love that. Flower doing, crowns in production yet? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, do you do lots handmade. of mesh and the big boots and the... What does your Coachella fashion look like? Give us so a glimpse. So, you know, I, I do a little bit of the basic, you know, a little boho chic. Okay. Day one. And then from there, I just... I bring about five different outfits oh, so wow. I can just see what, what I feel by day two. We'll be uh, looking out on Instagram for all the fashions. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know, watch out, guys. Um, but I've started that countdown. I'm starting to listen to all the artists and get familiar with those people that I'm not and just ready to pretend I'm, you know, 25 again. <laughs> um, and my low, my low is probably all of the coronavirus worries. You know, I feel like as long as I see a lot of people, friends of my family who are really kind of gotten nervous and mm. are doing some things that, um, you know, I almost think are a little doomsday-esque. You know, they're buying things in bulk uh, when they never normally shop at Costco. They've got, you know, 45 canned goods and they've got all these things. And, you know, I hear about the stores, you can't find hand sanitizer, toilet paper, or soap. <laughs> like, what? what is, what's going to happen? Um, but I, I just think as long as you wash your hands, I, I think if there's yeah. if you're doing all you can do, there's nothing more to worry about. So do you guys see that um, uh, interview on? I forget what channel it was on, but uh, they were interviewing people at Costco who are buying supplies for the coronavirus. <gasps> no. or coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And so a guy walks out with like five packs of condoms and lube, and <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. Like, wow, priorities, right? Like <laughs> well, they did say they're. I mean, if people transmission out not <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> I think he's worried about some other virus. I mean, the, the people laugh. had told me you may be quarantined, so I don't know where he's going to be quarantined. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's, just, it's tough for me to see people worrying about things that they can't control and, you know, just... And people our age, if we get it, like we're probably not going to die. We're all healthy. You know, it's right. it's when you're older and you have multi. Um, yes, like multiple underlying conditions yeah. or, you know, so that's kind of. But, you know, this does we record. We don't record and release live. This is, you know, about a week out. So hopefully a week from here, we'll hear that everything's beautiful and wonderful and no big deal and things are getting better. So. But that's probably my life. And if it gets more serious, we're editing all of this out. Yeah, just <laughs> delete we can leave everything. My eyes and my plug for my business end, though, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, Andre, what about you? What are your highs and lows? All right, my high is that uh, I just celebrated a, my ten year anniversary at Stewards, which is the nonprofit that I work for as the executive director. Oh. And so, yeah, I was hired uh, ten years ago. The board of directors um, took a leap of faith on me, and um, and so I'm still there. Congratulations. Haven't been able to get rid of me yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it's been great. And there's been a lot of work done internally that uh, that I feel has really strengthened the organization. And um, we're really uh, moving forward. So I'm, I'm excited. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, city council is not a full-time job. and It's uh, not? <laughs> well. <laughs> Seems like it from it, all the complaints you get. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all the amount of time I spend, certainly it yeah. is a full-time job, but it does not pay like a full-time job. And so my, my actual 
career is in the nonprofit sector, and uh, I serve as an executive director of a nonprofit called Stewards, um, and uh, you know, keep moving forward. So uh, that's my high. That's wonderful. Yeah. Do you have a low this week? Uh, yeah, it's it's personal, but I'll mm. share it. My my dear aunt, uh, my dad's sister, his only sister, passed away just a, a few days ago, and um, and that's been really hard. I lost my dad five years ago. This it's gonna be five years this summer, and so it's it's um, really hard to think about you know times that are changing, and we're all getting older, and we start losing our loved ones who are older. And it happened so quickly. You know, I think about like 10 years ago, we were all together having get-togethers and parties and enjoying life. And, you know, 10 years isn't a long time. And now to see that so many of my loved ones are gone, it's hard. It's hard to think about. So, but I mean, that's yeah. it's life it's, and we have to continue to find a way to move on. Yeah. And it's nothing you really ever like prepare for. I know when my dad had his heart attack in December, I was just like so shook by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because it's like you always think your parents will be there and you never really think twice about it. So it just makes you um, kind of contemplate the meaning of life. Like it makes you think twice about your purpose in the world. And um, yeah. So I feel you. Sorry, Andre. Yeah. No, it's just a, you know, reminder, a good reminder to make every day count and uh, you know, there's all these cliches that come up, right? Mm-hmm. And don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. And, you know, you're living your life, your best day today. And it's so true. It's like mm-hmm. that that idea of someday may not come, right? And so it's today. You got to act today. So listen to all our episodes today. Yes. Don't wait. Enjoy life. They drop on Thursday nights. Download, <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get into our interview with Mr. Wilfredo. Cruise. I'm going to toss it to Carla for the introduction. All right. Well, today's guest uh, is Wilfredo Cruz. He is a very energetic uh, young professional who's the current president of the Active 2030 Club. And he's, uh, you know, when he's not giving his time to giving back to local charities, you might find him dancing and singing around town or cooking on his cooking show, <laughs> Chef Fredo, yeah. Chef Fredo's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, so we want to know more about you. Thank you so much for being here today. And let's let's get right into it. So tell us um, a little bit. You know, you're the current president of the Active 2030 Club. Correct. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the club and, and what you guys do. So it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a, a international organization, nonprofit, um, local Bakersfield chapter. We've had it here since 1928. So we're close to 100 years. A lot of people don't know that. Um, We've been involved since then. So uh, we're a very diverse group of guys, which I really, really like. I think it's one of the first things I noticed when I joined the group was that we had people who were just completely different. But it was really cool um, as I went to events and got involved to see everybody being able to unite under the common flag of helping the kids of Kern County, um, which is the reason why I'm still around. you know, uh, I grew up, my parents, I grew up in a loving home. Uh, I was born on the east side, actually. I uh, lived the first three and a half, four years of my life on Flower Street. Um, so growing up, I, I got to see some of the, you know, some of the poverty. Uh, my dad kept on working, eventually, you know, moved us out a different part of town. But then I went to Puerto Rico um, for some years, and I got to see other kind of challenges that children had. And what always stuck in my mind was... Um, 
how important a good mentor could be. Um, and when you look out there, some of these people don't have parents or people that really care for them. So all that to, to come around and say that being part of this organization, you know, seeing helping so many children is, is important to me. Um, hundred percent of the profits we make for any events or anything we do goes back to the children of Kern County. Uh, we don't take any kind of cut. We're not paid. Uh, this is a voluntary gig. Um, and I think that's why we're so successful because, you know, where there's no middleman, there's not, you know, 70 cents the dollar going to somebody else. It's completely back to the children of Kern County. Uh, we do serve children of all Kern County. We mm-hmm. give about 100000 roughly a year back wow. in different ways, um, along with other uh, organizations that we partner with. Um, yeah, I think since 1928, we've given about approximately $3 million back to the community. So. Yeah. I've had an opportunity to um, volunteer with some of the uh, events you guys have done, the back-to-school shopping for children at Kohl's. It's fantastic. Ch- child spree. Child spree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take yeah. kids in. And, yeah. you know, I had one year a really a little girl, and she, you know, I had to help her figure out what, what size she was and help her in the dressing room. And yeah. she was just so happy to have the opportunity to get all of these clothes. And it was such a great day. And then uh, there's also one in Christmas. around Christmas experience Christmas in December. Experience. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. you know, visiting families' homes yeah. and dropping off a tree and gifts and getting to know them. Yes. Uh, it just such a powerful, powerful thing. It, it really is. And what I think is amazing, what I, well, what I've seen as the years have gone by is the amount of families and children we're able to help out. I mean, this year, well, 2019, uh, child spree in August, which is the back-to-school shopping, we shopped for about 330 children. And then for Christmas experience, we brought presents for about 100, or sorry, 500. We got 500 children. And I'm not talking about a present or two, a substantial you know, amount of gifts for the kids and then the tree. So it's really, really cool being able to see us being able to do that. Because again, when I was growing up, I didn't have anything that around me now. I'm sure that I needed it, but I, I knew people that it would have been really nice to for some of those kids who have gotten gifts and knowing that somebody actually out there cares for them and wants them to succeed in life. And then your guys' kind of big signature thing is, you know, maybe you could call it pre-Cella for Carla, or <laughs> maybe it's more appropriately pre-Stagecoach. Um, you guys have the country craft beer music festival party um, going on, right? That's yes. your guys' big event, correct? So April 4th is our big annual event, the Country and Craft Beer Festival. Yeah, so um, what can I say about it? Um Two different stages, VIP section, DJ. Uh, the other stage will have, I think, about three to four different country bands. Uh, over 130, 140 craft beers from around California, 20 to 30 different restaurants. It's a it's a party. I mean, all for a great cause, you know. Again, 100% of everything that we raise goes back to the community. Uh, so I love it. Uh, I had not been to the event. You know, I've been to other events before, similar in town. Uh, but when I actually got involved with the organization, I went for the first time, like, this is all for children? Pour me another, please. <laughs> oh, another. Oh, look at that. Oh, you want to dance country? Okay. You can, can two-step. But it, it was really awesome to see that um, come to fruition. And then being part of the board as well for the organization, seeing the money that was raised. And again, this is, you know, the board sees all the funds and where it goes and and it, it was, it's truly a blessing uh, to be able to be part of such a big event and amazing organization here in Kern County. No, that's neat. I know um, 
Carla and I have a lot of friends, a lot of mutual friends that are um, either active currently. My little brother, my baby brother is mm-hmm. actually, he's a, one of your members. Scotty. Uh, little Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> um, and he he's having such a good time. And um, I had a chance to go to one of their events. They do this Meet Your Brewer event in town, which is kind of the, the lead up to mm-hmm. the Country Craft Festival. And it was super neat to have, it was uh, back in actually the production facilities area at lengthwise in the brewery district and um but it's just really cool they had a few hundred people from bakersfield there um dj mike from freestyle was dropping some pretty sick beats look mm-hmm. at mike like hip lingo i'm like <laughs> <"Look at you." laughs> um, uh, i've been hanging out my two year old. I like how he like, compliments himself right after. <laughs> I just, I was like, I'm speaking. I'm realizing, I'm like, what am I saying? Oh, my daughter's rolling her eyes and she's not even two. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was just an awesome event. And then I think um, we're planning on, hopefully, I'm going to bring, drag my 20 uh, week pregnant wife to the Country Craft Beer Festival because Carla said you could totally do it. Yes, I Mom actually, I, that is one of my favorite events. And you feel good being there because you know it's going to local charity when I was pregnant in 2018 uh, with my son Julian I w- still went to that beer fest and it different lens for sure because yeah. I was probably the only sober one there <laughs> it <laughs> um, does get wild there it does and I'm not a country fan uh, I've tried I'm sorry but I, I'm not a huge country fan but I have so much fun yeah. mm-hmm. because it's just good vibes yes. and then I end up like oh maybe I could like country maybe oh you know every year it almost gets me but it's just a fantastic day. So yes, you will have a great time, Justin. I love the venue, right? Central Park at Mill Creek. Yes. Yeah, so it, they really do a great job at securing that site yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, and really setting it up. And this year, in 2020, uh, the event will happen on Saturday, April 4th. 4th, correct. Uh, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Yep. And time. tickets are available on Eventbrite. So listeners, get your tickets and we'll be there. Can we put a link in the show notes? Um, probably not, but okay. we can. We'll fi- we can figure something out. <laughs> but I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to get to know um, Wilfredo the person. I was kind of seeing your Instagram a little bit. I was seeing that you love to cook and you do some things with Borden Bakersfield. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that experience is like and how you got involved with them? Yeah. So uh, Richard, who who runs uh, Borden Bakersfield, reached out to me years uh, about two and a half years ago. Um, said, hey, you're a local face, you're all over. Because I've been in a lot of different nonprofits and I'm still involved, a number of them. Uh, he said, hey, you know, you're out there all the time. You seem like a happy-go-lucky person. Want to become a host? I said, sure. And I think what's really cool about Borden Bakersfield in general is that there's so much stuff going on and this town is growing and there's so many cool events and, and festivals. And I'm the kind of person I travel to go to events. I travel to eat different foods. I travel to meet people. I love to hear new stories. So it's really cool to kind of be able to discover what's going on in Bakersfield and bring it out to the people who don't really go, just who have that mentality of, well, you know, this is bankers family. There's not much going on here. <laughs> well, if you open your eyes, look at the calendar, there's actually a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. And from there, I branched out and got my Chef Fredo's cooking show, which helped me along with Will. So yeah, it's, That's it's really good. cool. And for the listeners who don't know what Borden Bakersfield is, could you maybe explain a little bit about um, what they do? And- yeah. So Borden Bakersfield, you guys can find uh, them on Facebook. So basically it's the group of individuals that go to different events, new restaurants, uh, and just basically just present 
what they have to offer and what's going on again because there are some people who don't get out too often uh so it's basically about new events and new restaurants and checking places out that's really cool. Yeah. And I, I also hear you're a singer, Wilfredo, uh, and you recorded a single right here in this beautiful um, studio. Can you can you uh, sing a little bit for us? <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, we have coordinated with Brian, our producer, uh, to actually play one of your soundtracks. Fantastic. All right. Let's hear it. Wow, that wow, was sexy. Wow. I love that. Where's my mojito? <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, tell us about the song. And, okay, and and then we'll so get the into song it. is originally from the 1970s. It's a Puerto Rican artist called Rafi Lovett. Uh, it's called Payaso, which means clown in English. Basically, the song is just talking about somebody who, uh, if you guys are into melodramas or if you like to watch uh, plays, um, it's. You're a clown. You've been you've been a clown on the stage, you know, in the entire relationship, and it's I find it interesting because in the in the song he he tells uh, the other person, "Hey, don't don't leave. You started this show. Now watch it." So it's about how just he's been you know played as a, as as a character. So it's a really good song. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I started singing when I lived in Puerto Rico. I actually had a depression. Out of sadness, which is a whole story on its own. Um, and then I came to back here, um, and I got involved in gospel, which a lot of people don't know that. I do I do gospel, and I got R&B, uh-huh. because that's, you know, salsa and bachata. Well, now it's taking off. Salsa, bachata, and reggaeton, which, hey, if you like that, cool. Um, I'm iffy about it. But uh, out here, you know, when I tried to sing those songs, would be like, who's that? And, you know, was it 2002? Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. Who's, who's Mark Anthony? So, I mean, now we know who he is. Yeah. Uh, he exploded along with some other Puerto Rican artists. So, yeah, it's definitely really cool. People ask me, well, do you ever sing in English? I'm like, yeah, I just don't do it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see I rooted in, in Spanish and then jumped to English when I came here for a while. And yeah, I love singing. It's fun. You have such a beautiful voice and it just reminds me of all the music that I, you know, I grew up on with my parents and it's such a... Um, it's so different from reggaeton, you know. It's like a class, uh, mm-hmm. a not a classy, like timeless type of music. And that's what I really am going for. I mean, growing up in a Hispanic uh, household, you know, had like Jose Jose yeah. and Luis Miguel and those singers, and yeah. that's kind of what I was going for for that kind of music. So that's why I like to sing, but I yeah, I do a lot of stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. I love it. I'm, you know. Next time I'm having, you know, a Latin theme party, I will, you know, put <laughs> Wilfredo Cruz on Spotify. Uh, you know, there we go. Actually, it is on Spotify and Apple Music, too. Uh, the song is Payaso. You can search me if you guys want to, but it's on there. 
Perfect. Yeah. We will. Whenever I'm having any type of party, I'll put on Wilfredo Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, good job. On, there you man. go. This <laughs> <laughs> party's cracking. Like, wait, what? What just happened right now? So are you considering uh, recording more songs, Wilfredo? So I have been in talks with a few different artists here in town. I am, but I'm just so busy right now with life. Uh, yeah. Again, the nonprofit work that I do on the side, plus my job, plus my cooking channel, plus I like to travel, is a lot. Um, so my music comes, like I was talking to Brian, yeah. um, here and there. Yeah. I feel inspired. I sit down. Yeah. And right. Yeah. A man of many right. talents. Do you write any of your own music, or are you mainly doing covers? Oh, no. I write most of my music. Yeah. I write most of my music. Uh, so I, I'm self-taught on, on guitar, piano, and percussion. I can't sit there and play, you know, Mozart Melody. But I can, you know, nowadays, most music you hear is four chord pop. Yeah. So, you know, it's just yeah. kind of the basis of a lot of the stuff. So, yeah, it's not it's not too hard. A lot of people know how to play guitar anyway. So, yeah. Well, you have a new fan in me and I'll be waiting for some new music. Hey, so thank you, <laughs> I appreciate excited. it. <laughs> we, we touched on your your cooking show, um, your cooking channel. Where can we find it and what, what's it all about? What kind of things are you cooking? So it's on, I put it on, it's on YouTube only because I try to push it through, uh, Facebook mostly and mm-hmm. Instagram, but some people don't have both. Uh, Chef Fredo's Kitchen. So my whole thought with that show and uh, my th- well, what I'm trying to convey to the public is, you know, we live in a rushed world. Uh, I'm really big on organic, non-GMO when I can find it, stuff like that. And some people are going to laugh and go, well, I'm going to still pesticides on it, you know. Do what you want to do. But there's so much stuff in this world that we put into our bodies and around us that, that poisons us. So for me, it's if you can make food, that's going to be even a little better. You know, yeah. not only is it good for your health, but also growing up, I was very blessed to have a mother. Mom, I love you. Listen to this, Ophelia. She's still around. Thank you, Lord. Uh, who, uh, who cooked for us every single day. Mm-hmm. And no matter what was going on in the household, that was when we all sat down and had a meal. And my dad tells me, you know, because, you know, like every couple, they'd argue. He told me a few years ago, he goes, you, you, do you remember always sitting down for food with your, with your with our family? I was like, of course. He goes, no matter how mad I was at your mom, no matter what happened, no matter what discussion we had that we didn't agree on, there was always food and we were always there. And I think in today's world, especially what was going on uh, with society, it's really cool to be able to sit down and have a hot meal with family, with friends, because it's love. It's love in a plate. So for me, it's being able to show people, hey, get out there. It's not that hard to get, you know, to cook. Here's some uh, recipes. It's and once you start doing it, you fall in love. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have started cooking. Like this is so easy. I'm like, yeah, stop ordering Blue Box and all those <laughs> things that are so expensive. It's not that expensive to cook. So that's my yeah, that's my theory behind the cooking mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I love uh, that. Tell us about your parents. <clears throat> so how do they find themselves in Bakersfield? So they are well. They were both retired, uh, but my dad's not really retired because he he's very Brainiac. He went to Arvin High School. He was a valedictorian. Uh, then he... Was he born and raised in Arvin? Uh, no, Puerto Rico. So here's the thing. In the 40s and 50s, there was a big migration of Puerto Ricans to Arvin, Lamont. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a big... Oh, wow. I don't know if you guys know that. There's, there's, there was know a that. big Puerto Rican culture to where they actually had... It was like little Puerto Rico in, oh, in wow. Lamont. Um, so a lot of them came because of hurricanes that devastated the crops. So they came here to work. Um, my parents' parents came along. My dad 
came here, well, when he was four. So he was, he was well, yeah, mostly raised here. My mom came when she was 18. Uh, so they were both born over there. Um, but yeah, they're both here, both retired. My mom got tired of being at home. So went back to school. Now she's doing some stuff just to stay out of the home. My dad's always working. He's building. He's helping his church, doing a bunch of stuff at home. Moving. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so my parents are actually from Arvin, or they went to Arvin High and grew up in Lamont too. So they, I've actually got to meet your dad through, through them, and we've seen him actually out of the restaurants. So it's you know, no it's, kidding, really, yeah, really mm-hmm. small. Uh, I mean, I just love that. That's part about Bakersfield that makes it yeah. so great. Is yeah. you just got layers of connections, and um, you know, as you start meeting people and talking, you're like, oh. You know, so and so and so and and then it's oh, it's just neat. Yeah, it really is. Is there still a big uh, Puerto Rican community in Arvin and Lamont? It, it's so it's uh, it's combined with the Mexican community. Mm-hmm. So where it used to be just fully Puerto Rican, everything it's kind of mixed, which is kind of interesting because I heard a term a while back ago in Chicago because in Chicago there's a lot of Puerto Ricans um, and Mexicans had started to move in too, so they started calling Mexicans. Um, so that's kind of what you'll see out there now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and there's still some, you know, families that are full Puerto Rican, but it's just, you know, like anything, it just yeah. kind of blend into the culture and mixed, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love, I love everything that. about mixed culture. So, yes. Um, and, and you said you lived in Puerto Rico. How, how many years were you in Puerto Rico? <sighs> about three, three and a half, three oh, and a half, okay. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, so I left here when I was thir- 12 or 13. I came back as a sophomore in high school. Uh, Stockdale High School, Mustang. Um, so yeah, and then CSUB eventually. But yeah, so what was your time like in Puerto Rico at that age? You know, it, it's a difficult age because it's not a third world country by any means, but it's not Bakersfield and it's not California. Uh, so out there, uh, I grew up speaking Spanish. Spanish was my first language, um, but because I didn't know English, my mom started speaking to me in English. So I forgot I speak Spanish by second grade but I was understood it. So when I went out there, it was kind of, it was interesting because I had to, it was a head first stab in Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, which actually is a blessing because a lot of stuff in my life has come because I know Spanish. Um, so it, it was interesting. I, I kept a good GPA out there and did well. And it, it, it was, uh, it's nice, but you definitely do see the differences between being in what's, you know, mainland USA and then the island. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Wilfredo, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate oh, it. Appreciate it again for that. It's really great thank to you. get to know you a little bit better. Yes. But before you go, we're going to do a little thing called 73 Questions, inspired by Vogue's 73 Questions. And you've heard the podcast before. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. So you know what's expected, right? Kind of. Okay. Uh, we're going to put five minutes on the clock, and Which we're going to take yeah. turns asking you, a lightning round of questions. We want your honest and earnest responses uh, as quickly as possible. And we're going to tally them at the end to see how well you do. But I'm going to say you have some pretty stiff competition from some of your predecessors here, uh, present company included. <coughs> Justin Salter is here, who uh, answered almost all 73 <laughs> questions Jeez. after practicing with his wife for weeks. <laughs> That's how you get invited to be a regular host. <laughs> Any listeners? It's true. <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, okay. Um, we're going to put five minutes on the clock. We'll begin with Jesus, continue with Carla, myself, and then Justin, and continue to round robin. Beginning... Are you ready? Let's go. Beginning now. What is one challenge you've had to overcome in the city of Bakersfield? 
uh, learning how to get over the idea of, oh, it's Bakersfield, really, and expanding. Uh, what's the most used app on your, fo- on your phone? Facebook. Three words to describe yourself. Strong. Good God. That's three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's your favorite film? <laughs> Die Hard. Bad habit of yours. Procrastination. Bakersfield's best kept secret. Mama Roomba's restaurant. Uh, your favorite Bakersfield neighborhood. The Oaks. Your childhood crush. Didn't have one. Who's your favorite musical artist? Mark Anthony. What's the best part of your day? Being able to help people. Describe the perfect party. Dancing. When you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? Successful. What is one experience you think everyone should have? Going to a different country that's not the part of the U.S. What's the best gift you've ever received? Nephews. Who do you look up to? My dad. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. What's the best piece of advice you could give someone? There's always better. I mean, nothing is permanent. Nothing negative stays. Keep working. If you won a million dollars today, what would you do tomorrow? Keep working, donate to my family, buy houses for my parents, buy houses for myself, and invest. What will they say at your retirement party? Thank you, Lord, he's gone. <laughs> See, I changed it. It used to be eulogy. That, that would have been an awkward response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking this time. Up. Uh, best dessert in Bakersfield. Anything that comes from dwarves. Uh, what makes you laugh no matter what? Uh, your mama jokes. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing we wouldn't believe about you? I was on a Spanish American Idol. Oh, very cool. What was the first thing you did this morning? Made my bed. Introvert or extrovert? Complete extrovert. I knew the answer. <laughs> um, if you could change one thing about Bakersfield, what would it be? The negative connotation about it. Uh, what's one recommendation you'd give to someone who's new to Bakersfield? Try all the restaurants. There's a lot. If you could travel back in time 20 years and you had five seconds to tell a younger self one thing, what would it be? Like earlier, nothing negative is permanent. What is the worst job you ever had? I can't say that. Um, what are you most enchanted by? Disney. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Food and family. Favorite comfort food? Arroz con gandulas, Puerto Rican food. What is your power color? For me, blue. Uh, What makes you laugh no matter what? Did I already ask that? Yes, yes, that one already. Uh, Wow. (laughs) We're Uh, running out of questions. Favorite brunch item? (laughs) Chilaquiles. What's your favorite thing to whip up in the kitchen? Ooh, nice. Uh, anything that has to do with hazelnuts and macadamia nuts. That's so good. <laughs> What's your spirit animal? Tiger. Do you have any reoccurring dreams? No. What's your biggest pet peeve? Dishonesty. Uh, um, <laughs> what's your favorite uh, podcast or uh, last show you've binge watched? TED Talks. Okay. Uh, who's your best friend? Armando Aparicio. 
Where do you get coffee in the morning? I really like going to uh, Covenant Coffee. I love what they stand for. Who's your bi- biggest musical inspiration? Mark Anthony. What's your drink of choice? Oh, Cuba Libre. When you think of Bakersfield, what do you think of? Growing a lot of potential. What is your astrological sign? Virgo. Uh, what's the last thing you read? Currently reading Acid, Acid, Salt, Heat, Fat. Oh, that's so good. Um, in the last five years, what's one new belief, habit, or behavior that's most improved your life? Uh, just not judging people um, by the cover. When do you feel happy? When I have my family around me, all of them. Do you make New Year's resolutions? I don't. Those are meant to be broken. Do you, ha- do you have any hidden talents? No, I display everything. And that <laughs> is time. Did he? 49 questions oh, answered. I have to I've done a lot of done a lot of speed Without dating, practice. speed dating. You know, no, no, it's a kidding. I don't, I don't speed date. Yeah. That was great. That was oh my awesome. gosh, Justin, watch out! Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. Wow, congratulations! I was running out of questions. I'm glad we uh, yeah, so ran out of time. I, I got hung up because I started to say, and I'm like, oh crap! I'm saying the wrong. I'm not saying the question I'm reading. So I had to like look back because yeah. <laughs> Well, Fredo Cruz, thank you so much for participating today and being part of the Hello Bakersfield podcast. Yes, thank you again for the invite. I wish you guys a lot of success in the future. I appreciate that. Well, folks, that is our show. Thank you again for listening. And a big thanks to Brian Boozer at Alm Studios for producing today's show. Thank you to Hate Drugs for the opening and closing theme music. And a big thanks to all of you for supporting our podcast. This is our show. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Hello Bakersfield. But until then, bye, Bakersfield. See you guys. Adios. Bye. Adios. Adios.